Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You think you and your Hall of Fame quarterback buddy like football? Well, John Gruden and Brett Favre don't just like football. They f- love it. Watch this throw rolling to my left, backing up. That's awesome, man. And 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 I'll make another throw the next time. It's like it came right out of heaven. I mean, it had to to drop in like a butterfly with sore feet. It had to drop in like that. Like a what? Football! Football, yeah! Football! Football! Aaron Rodgers dropping into camp today like a butterfly with sore feet, with sandals and an an office t shirt and Bret Hart sunglasses. Very, very exciting day. Oh, I was thinking that no, Kirk 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 no. should dress just like Rogers did. If if Kirk had a fun Kirk is Andy bone Bern- in his body. Kirk like- is Andy Bernard. Kirk is Andy Bernard. <laughs> yeah. That's good to compare. He's Andy. Yeah, he ain't yeah. doing that. But yes, no. that would be awesome if he did it. All you guys do is rip Kirk. I don't know what the deal is. This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And boys, happy Vikings training camp Eve. Tomorrow is the first official day of training camp. The 2021 season has arrived. It is here. We're sending Judd Zolgad out there on a daily basis to uh, observe, to opine, to do some digging, potentially. We're going to launch a multi. We're going to do it probably two to three days a week. We're just going to kind of gauge it. But a new Purple Daily spinoff series called Purple After Dark to give you even more uh, Vikings training camp observations and maybe a little bit of adult beverage action too. So we're pumped like spinoffs. for this week. Spinoffs are always good. Spinoffs are great. Really are. Uh, all right, Judd, you've got a pecking order for us. Your five biggest storylines heading into Vikings training camp. Take it away, Maestro. Sir. Yeah. I can't talk till it starts. Okay. Contractually obligated. Yes. If I have to wait a for the NFL order, music, I have to wait. John Facenda, I have to wait for the music to start. <laughs> Storyline number one. Vikings report to camp today, as Phil said, they start practice tomorrow in the heat at TCO Performance Center. Top storyline to me, very easy. It is the coming together and gelling of a remade defense. And when I say remade, I don't mean tweaked. I don't mean one area being sort of, you know, in the secondary, lots of differences, but the linebacking core and the defensive line are the same. Uh Uh-uh. 
I counted as many, if you include new players and you include um, guys who essentially didn't play enough last season to be included, such as Barr, who I think played into the second game, got hurt and didn't play again, I count as many as nine potential new faces having jobs now. So I'm saying yeah. Barr, Barr doesn't qualify as being a full-time player in 2020. So if you go down that path, the defensive line totally remade. Eric, Three new ones. Eric Kendricks is back, but but um, but Barr missed too much time to be included as a 2020 regular. The other linebacker position, I don't think we're totally sure of. Harrison Smith is back, but um, Woods is the new uh, safety with him. And you're almost certainly going to have, there's a good chance... You're going to have two new starting cornerbacks. And when you include the nickel package, at times it could be three different faces. We don't know. Uh, But in in the base defense, I count nine guys that you couldn't consistently, that you didn't consistently see last year. So to me, the top storyline is easy. How quickly can Zim, with his remade defense, get this thing to gel and find out who can still play yeah, and who and who might have actually taken a step back and isn't back to being the player that they were? Is there any chance that this defense can get to the level that the 2017 Vikings defense was at, where it was just across the board regarded as the best defense in the NFL? I'd be hard pressed to say no. yes. I, I don't think so. Um, I don't think Patrick Peterson. I, I think he might bring a savvy here, like a veteran. Savvy, and I think he is going to be or should be an improvement. But, like, is he going to be a shutdown guy? In my opinion, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, no, I don't see it. You you don't, I mean, first off, right now, un- unless something changes, and I think we're going to talk about this in today's episode later on, you don't have a pass rushing right end, really, that you can rely on right now. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's someone available. And back then, and we'll get to that. But back then, you had Hunter and Griffin, and Hunter was 100 percent at the time. And now we don't know there. So I'd be hard pressed to make comparisons with 2017. But probably most importantly, I'd be hard pressed, hopefully, to make comparisons with 2020 because that was a steaming pile of crap at times. And this defense should be far superior to that one. Yeah, I'm with you. I think. Obviously, it would be amazing if the Vikings could replicate the 2017 defensive success, but you don't have a Xavier Rhodes in his prime situation right now. Um, you don't have the full-on defensive front that you had in 2017. But I think top 10, I think top solidly in the top 10 and maybe yeah. flirting with top 5. Yes. And that should be good enough with where this offense can maybe go. So, all right, what's your next one here? So this one is going to have to play out into the season itself, but I think the foundation, at least from what we see more so in practices probably than the two preseason games, is going to be set in the next couple of months, and that is the training camp storyline of are things going to be different offensively at all now that Gary Kubiak is gone and Clint is here? And I keep coming back to the most important thing is Zim is still here, and the man loves to run the football, run, run, run the football, establish the run, play good defense, black and blue. Um, But we will find out if Clint is going to have the gloves taken off a little bit so that he can allow Kirk to throw the ball more and – this is going to be a continued storyline all season. If that is not the case, it's a lot of good skill position players, in my opinion, 
starting with Jefferson, who's going to be a magnificent player. And this really, because because he is going into his second year now and is more established, this is going to be the first year that I think that Jefferson, that we're going to see sort of how he processes things. And you do not want, and don't tell me this can't happen, you do not want to set up another Stefan Diggs. Why aren't we throwing the ball more? I mean, Stefan Diggs' complaints to this day still make sense. Justin Jefferson, if we don't see him get more targets immediately, which we will, but if you don't utilize the passing game, that's going to become an issue because there's no way that a guy this talented is going to say, you know what I really enjoy? Blocking for the run. Yeah. I also want to say, because I think sometimes, you know, it can be interpreted that when a wide receiver chirps about not getting the ball more often, that, well, he's just being a selfish diva and he just, like, regardless of the success of the offense, he wants to get his, right? I think Stefan Diggs' message was maybe like 20% yes. selfish and 80%. No, for us to maximize scoring the most points and gaining the most yards, we should be throwing the ball more. Yep. And I think I think that, that same thing can be said about this year's team. I mean, look at the weapons the Vikings have, especially now that D.D. Westbrook is your third wide receiver. And last year they were 27th in the league in pass attempts, all right? So they had... A hundred fewer pass attempts than the eighth place team in pass attempts. Mm -hmm. They had 150 fewer pass attempts than the teams at the top of that ladder. Now, some of those teams like the Cowboys, the Falcons were throwing more, maybe because they were behind in a lot of games. But guess what? The Vikings were behind in a lot of games, too, in the first part of the season. So I'm not saying five wide, Kirk (laughs) shotgun, put him in an uncomfortable situation. Kirk is amazing at play action. And so if you can even swap out three or four runs per game for play actions, I think you could have maybe one or two extra big plays down the field. Um, If you were wondering if Rick Dennison's departure was going to lead to leaning more into passing because he's the run game coordinator, well, Pro Football Talk reporting the Vikings and Rick Dennison have reached an agreement that allows him to remain with the team according to a source. And so I don't know if that agreement means a vaccination or if it means he's just going to be in like a consulting role and not around the team on a daily basis. Um, Rick Dennison will remain with the team. And then they followed up to PFT did saying basically the Vikings and Rick Dennison have agreed that both sides will comply with whatever protocols apply, whether he's vaccinated or not. Which means he can't get near the team if he's not. if you so comply, that's the most vague possible. I, I, I don't understand. Well, you can what that sit means. in an office probably and zoom in. I guess. Could they just put him in like a phone booth in the middle of the practice field, and he can just like Pope-mobile. have a speaker and <laughs> just st- stick him in a cart thing that's got a plastic containment? I'm telling you though, this comes down to. I bet this comes down to the fact that as much as we might laugh at titles, run game coordinator matters to Mike. And like oh, no, I'm, I'm just saying that any sort of offensive yes. coach matters to Mike as he wants to outsource it all, right? But I mean he does not want to lose the guy who draws up the run plays. Like it might sound and silly, I'm, but I'm I'm not joking. And I know that our audience, especially our YouTube audience, is dying for another twenty minute breakdown of COVID and its impact on football teams. Sorry, um we got more of these uh Vikings training camp storylines to get to. So <laughs> Maybe to, maybe tomorrow we'll dive into it more. Storyline right, story three involves the group of players that Dennison is charged with coaching full time. The offensive line, and this one's huge. This one's absolutely huge. 
And this one, we will be able to tell pretty quickly in camp how it's going to unfold. But much like will the Dakota defense, Dozier be on the starting offensive no, like the, yes. the, the, on the ones to start camp? Yeah, don't laugh. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And the gelling of this line. My suggestion would be that Christian Darrisaw, not Rashad Hill, is at left tackle tomorrow. And that Wyatt Davis, the third-round pick from Ohio State, is at right guard tomorrow. And that you get these kids working with the offensive line as quickly as possible to gel. But, Phil, you hit it. Like, there is an off chance that I'm going to be on the sidelines tomorrow. And in front of me is going to be the first-team O-line, Dennison's gang. He'll he'll be in plastic wrapped up coaching. But there's a chance that Rashad Hill is going to be at left tackle and Dakota Dozier at right guard. And I would suggest that that is a bad idea, that this thing let it gel as quickly as possible, as much as possible, with the guys that we think are going to be playing. I'll tell you what, if that happens, I'm going to need some beer Good thing the 2021 Flight Tour Cards and Growler Tour Cards are available. Do you like half-off beer? Raise your hand if you like half-off beer here. All right? Two hands? Judd's going to put four hands up right now. Just give me all the half-off beer. So we're showcasing some of the best craft breweries and distilleries in the state of Minnesota. You're going to get one growler or crowler from each of the nine total locations. There's also 13 flights of beer and spirits with the Flight Tour Punch Card. Scorenorth.com, click on Deals in the top menu area. Scorenorth.com, click on Deals if you want half-off beer and spirits. Well, we, we because might. Dakota Dozier is still with the ones. Well, we'll need, we'll need multiple more beers, because I heard uh, Rick Spielman on a certain radio, I think it was KFXN, say this morning that Oli Udo will be getting a good look at guard as well. So add Oli Udo to your Dakota Dozier and Wyatt Davis list. I'd rather see I'm okay Udo. with that. I'm okay with that because Oli Udo's name is not, not Dakota, Dakota Dozier. Dozier. <laughs> so Rick Spielman is speaking my language. Yep. Rick Spielman could, could have said, we're going to give not Dakota Dozier a look at guard, and I would have been happy. We're going to leave that position vacant. <laughs> and it's an improvement. All right, all right. Uh, what's the next? So we're uh, we're on. Are we on four or two? Are you counting up or or down? No, we're on four. I don't even know. I'm going we're on down. four. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. No, you're going up. No, he's no. I'm going down. He's going down. He I started with the most down. important. Yep. One down. Yeah. So one. Oh, but I'm. I, but you're counting up. Is what I'm saying. We're going it doesn't to really four matter. Right it doesn't really matter. Let's not fight about <laughs> oh it. In fact, God. you know what? Let's talk about COVID nineteen and vaccines. <laughs> Hi, folks. Zolgad here. <laughs> And, you know, when I'm feeling ill, I just like to get vaxxed for the hell of it. Three blind mice. (laughs) Storyline number four or two. (laughs) Whichever you prefer. This one's important, damn it. Pay attention. I posted posted a preview, scorenorth.com, where you can read more about this today. But that is the training camp. And this one's going to be important in preseason games, too. Don't sleep on this one. Of one Greg Joseph, the Vikings' new kicker, Dan Bailey's replacement, who was on the Buccaneers practice squad last year, did not kick in any games, uh, kicked off. But he was around Tom Brady's greatness, so I hope hope some of that clutchness and greatness has seeped into the the pores of Greg Joseph. Did he get a ring, you think? 
Yeah. You probably did, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Right? Okay. Yeah. 2019, Joseph kicked off uh, for the Tennessee Titans, but never attempted a field goal. Last time he attempted field goals, 2018, with the Cleveland Browns. How is this a good idea? Well, I'm not really sure because, like, a lot of the problem with kickers and Zim is that they melt. So yeah. this guy is, you know, he's had a long time since he's kicked with real pressure. It's, All right. It's I, the kicker stuff. I got a question here, right? And I do not mean to be Buzz Killington, but listen, the mission statement on this show is yeah. we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl yes, before we die. And so, listen, we're going to we're going to hold a high bar up for accountability, no excuses. What are the two main things that we have been lamenting for like 5 or 10 years? Or more with the Vikings. Quarterbacks Kicker, and kickers. Mm-hmm. Well, quarterbacks, yeah, so three. But I was going to say kicker mm-hmm. and offensive line, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. How much better do you feel about the offensive line and the kicker now compared to a year ago or two years ago? I mean, they're literally going to start two rookies. 40% of your offensive line is rookies. Yeah. And we're just we're just presumptuously assuming that both rookies are going to be great. Yeah, you're right. And ho- hopefully they are. Yep. But like they're literally like, how can you feel confident about the kicking situation? And how can you really like be all in confident with the offensive line situation until you see how the rookies look in an actual game? I'm just saying, I feel like they've done an amazing job with the defense. The skill position players are great. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to like about this Vikings team. But the two main things that we have been lamenting mm-hmm. don't exactly feel like ironclad fixes at this point. We have to see. We'll so see. on the subject of the offensive line, here's why I feel at least confident that they're going in the right direction for sure. Look at where the offensive line now was all drafted by them. Now, this does not mean that they all work, but they have they've dedicated resources that we complained, Phil, for a long time that they weren't doing. Sure. To that position first round, group. So you're right. Bradbury first round, yep. O'Neill second and round. And Bradbury Garisov. might be bust, but they tried. And and the offensive line, you're right. Who knows? Opening day, it might be a sieve at times. But at least they seem to be going in the right direction with dedicating higher draft picks to the line. The kicker thing, I'm completely confused by. Like like they've tried, they've tried young, failure. Old and Bailey, failure. Uh, Kai Forbath, who was no great shakes, but still was pretty was pretty good, and he's the guy that I wouldn't have cut. They cut, and so bringing in a kicker that you have that has not kicked in a game since 2018, and being like, "Go to it, baby!" for Mike Zimmer, <laughs> um, completely confused. And yeah. they they signed, I believe his name is Riley Patterson. They signed him out of Memphis, undrafted free agent, but he just went on the pup and missed a bunch of off season time as well. So, so there's no competition. No, right? it looks like there's Greg no competition. Job. Uh, on the offensive line note, real quick, yeah. just I, to put a bow on that, it is it, sometimes we focus on like the top end of it. You know, do you have any all pros? You, it's it's really a weak link uh, unit, as our friend Eric Eager would tell us from Pro Football Focus. Like if you can just replace Dakota Dozier with someone closer to average, that you're going to be fine. So my, I'm optimistic that at least they've got three or four options to replace the worst guard in the NFL last year, and that yes. that in itself should at least give you some sort of elevation to league average, right, as an offensive line. Yes, guard. yes. And and we also talk about that, that group, and they've been bad, so I'm not absolving them. 
But we also talk about that group like they need to be great. And the fact is, in this league, offensive lines are rarely great. And so you do need your quarterback to not get himself sacked. Like, you need your quarterback to help them as well. So I think if you give him what we consider to be a competitive, decent offensive line, the onus now shifts to Cousins to not screw that that up and fumble the ball or hang on to the ball too long. So it's a two-way street. If you're going to dedicate resources and try and develop the line, that doesn't mean I expect them to be Hall of Famers, uh, Canton bound. Oh, they're great. It means I expect that they're going to hold up enough where Cousins can do his job. And it's on him, too. It's on the quarterback, too. I mean, the great quarterbacks make their lines look good. Yep, 100%. I mean, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, those guys couldn't outrun a tree stump. And yet, with slight movements or adjustments in protection, and I get that I'm comparing them. Why are you comparing Kirk to two of the greatest of all time? Because he's paid like it. It's a salary cap league. That's the comparison. So, you know, why would you ever pay a quarterback as the second or third highest cap hit in the NFL if he can't overcome some deficiencies? So he's got to meet the offensive line halfway on this as well in 2021. So, all right, so defense, offensive philosophy, offensive line, Greg Joseph and the kicking game. Mm-hmm. What is your final important storyline of Vikings training camp? You guys didn't really think that you were going to escape a pecking order previewing Vikings training camp without me talking about the quarterback, did you? No, 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 no. I wasn't going to do that to you because you know, we all know, the sexiest position in sports is the quarterback. So I want to talk about expectations. Kirk is a sexy, I wanna sexy man. talk about expectations like here. No, like I want to talk don't. about pressure. I want to talk about having to carry this team eventually. But not right now, because I want to talk about Kellen Mond. Wow. The maturation of Kellen Mond. Here we go. Here we go. Third round pick. Um, Right or wrong. Right or wrong. Going to be given an opportunity at some point here, you would think, to be the Vikings starting QB. This um, This is not an undrafted free agent like Jake Browning was. It's not Phil Mackey's seventh round guy like Nate Stanley was. This is a legitimate quarterback with an arm who has a chance to be the starting quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings eventually, and it starts tomorrow at TCO Performance Center when I wouldn't say like dial up the pressure yet, like but I would say we're going to see the career arc here and where he goes, and there's going to be an expectation that one day he can become the starting quarterback. I, le- I legitimately think, so I, I don't think he's going to play in 2021 unless it's toward the end of the year and something crazy happens or like the Vikings are disappointing or something. But I would be curious to have, if you're going to be out there watching practices, I would love just a daily quick update on what he looks like. I, th- I mean, just even the response from our audience, the podcast audience, the YouTube audience, people are super curious to see him. And, it's, and, and, and it doesn't mean that everyone's clamoring for him to play in a game in week three. I think we're just all very curious to see, hey, yes. guys like Chris Sims think he's one of the best prospects in the draft. It's the first time the Vikings have legitimately drafted someone high at that position in a yep. long time. Yep. So what does he look like? I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to just even a daily quick Kellen Mond update <laughs> on this show until you know the end of training camp. There will be you film, too. There will be film. There will be film. That I will be sending to my good friend, my sports <laughs> son, Declan Goff. 
Judd's going to be just hiding in the bushes, providing you guys content for all Score North and hey, Purple Kellen, Daily platforms. Smile for the camera. <laughs> creepy. Smile <laughs> for the camera, Kellen. PR's going to kick out Judd by day three. I'm friends with PR. <laughs> yeah. No, they won't. No, no, no. You do not kick out the former Vikings lead well, beat writer think for the Minneapolis-based Star Tribune. The very key word at the beginning there. Former. Former? Yeah. 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 I'm not. We'll see. I'm not here. So there it is. Judd's pecking order. The most important storylines at camp. Kellen Mond, Greg Joseph in the kicking game. Offensive line continuity. Offensive philosophy and defense. And um, maybe he's got some time even this weekend to pop over to Brainerd International Raceway. We'll see. I don't Kellen know if Judd's going to have time. But both. Maybe both. Hey, Kellen. They have a day off at you some go point. You want to go to Brainerd? They have a day off? <laughs> Sunday. Sunday. That's so he can catch the the last day of the uh, Moto America group that's coming to town. I don't know to ride 190 miles an hour and just blast adrenaline through your bodies. Also, uh, it's very kid and family friendly. Whenever Moto America shows up, kid zones, carnival games, stunt shows, kids 12 and under get in free. So check out ticket and camping information at birmn.com. Brainerd. International Raceway. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is hosting the 2021 Land of Lakes Legends Classic August 6th and 7th. See some of the greatest names in the history of women's golf as they compete in the inaugural Land of Lakes Legends Classic presented by the Meadows at Mystic Lake. The Legends of the LPGA Tour is known for its fan-friendly environment with lots of opportunities for autographs, limited roping, and photo ops after the rounds. To learn more about the August 6th and 7th event, stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by by the Shakopee Minwakanton Sioux community. So, would you guys have any interest? Reckless speculation in Chandler Jones, who reportedly wants to be traded from the Cardinals. So Chandler Jones is thirty-one years old, uh, one year left on his contract. It is a twenty million dollar cap hit. That the Vikings can't afford now, but they could do some finagling, put avoidable year on it. There's ways they could get around that and squeeze him in under mm-hmm. the cap. According to Pro Football Focus, he had a down year last year across the board. I mean, he only played he, – he got hurt. He only played in 286 snaps. The year before that, in 2019, he had 75 pressures and 19 sacks. The last couple of years, it's been mostly pass rushing for him. He's not too interested in tackling or stopping the run, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, but he has been one of the best pass rushers <laughs> – in the game for like seven years. I'm making a phone call. I know, Judd, you said on Mackie and Judd, you would not give up a second-round pick. I would give up a second-round pick no. for Chandler Jones if we think he's the final piece to this defensive puzzle in a win-now window. I do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I, I do a second-round pick for it. If if my middle, if my nose tackles and my defensive tackles are fortified, then I, I'm okay with Chandler Jones focusing at getting after the quarterback. That's a that's okay. It, it's not going to be a complete liability. So... I know the $20 million cap, it's also the other issue at play here. So if Arizona can maybe retain some of that money, because right now the Vikings only have $13 million in cap space as it stands this afternoon. So I, I get how that works, but I would absolutely pick up the phone and make this trade happen. I'm making the call, but I am not going to give you a haul for Chandler Jones. Um, I, I would go a third-round pick or later. Now, he's 31. The contract, I like. I mean, I don't think it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be a huge price tag. If he was 25, it would be certainly. But he's not. He's coming off, I believe it was a torn bicep, uh, biceps tendon that ended his 2020 season. So I'm not giving you a second-round pick. 
I would probably start at a third round pick, but I'm I'm sorry. After Ngakwe, I have trepidation about guys that don't tackle and stop the run because it's a fundamental, important part of this defense overall. Um, now, could he be a pass rush specialist that just comes in on third downs? Perhaps. Like I, I don't know what the role would be exactly. Um, but if I could start at a third round pick or later, I am going to make the call. I am not going to give up a a second round pick. Don't you think though that he's in a different category than Unique Ngakwe? Like Ngakwe is a good pass rusher. Chandler Jones has been one of the five or six best pass rushers at times. You know, like in 2019. 19 sacks, I think that led the league. I mean, I think he's a different category. Like, in Gakwe, you were getting a guy who's pretty good at pass rushing and ignored the run. In this case, you'd be getting a guy, if he bounces back from the injury, that could yeah, legitimately be a you know, 14-15 sack guy over the course of the season. Right, but that's what I said. A third-round pick is really fair. Like, I'm being kind. I'm being a good sport here by by giving you a th- third-round pick. I'm just not going to trade a second-round pick for a guy coming off an injury who rushes the passer but does not really stop the run or tackle that well and might be a situational guy at that age. That's what I'm saying. Like the Ngakwe thing that was attractive was he he was at an age where you thought if you trade for him and then sign him long-term possibly that he was going to be here for, you know, four years or something like that. Chandler Jones would come in to help you for this year, but his career after that is probably a bit murky. So that's where I th- I think a third round pick is fair compensation. Yeah, I make the make the call. I mean, you get for sure the make hall. the call. Yeah. Make the call. I'm not get against making Rick. any calls. All calls. All calls. All comers. Let's make them. <laughs> uh, are you uh, training camp is back? Fans are going to be back. Uh, you told us off mic that this is like the most excited you've been Jazzed. to go back and cover Vikings training camp in years. Right? Yeah. Ordinarily, I really dread it, but the Twins are so <laughs> bad now. And the Vikings, if nothing else, are incredibly interesting. Like, mm-hmm. this is an interesting team. It could go both ways. I don't know. But, I mean, this this is going to, going to be one of the more interesting seasons to me because this could be a really good team. I mean, hell, when Patrick Royce says they're going to be good, and, like, he's not kidding. He thinks they're going to be really good. That may, There's just a lot of really intriguing storylines here that could, you know what, could get Zim rewarded with another extension of some sort or could cause his demise. Same thing for yeah, Kirk, is, right? Like I don't great. the whole thing is great. I don't think yeah. unless it goes completely off the rails, I've convinced myself Spielman's not in trouble. I really don't think so. But Kirk but Kirk and Mike, like this is this is potentially a make or break year big time for both of them. I'm ready for it all. I mean, come January, I think we're either going to be looking at a potential playoff run and a team that has come together, or come January, there's going to be a lot of, I mean, hard but fun discussions about the future of Vikings football, the future of the coaching staff and the quarterback. And um, I'm, I'm just, there's really no outcome, good or bad, that won't be fun in January or February to some extent. Juicy. You're exactly uh, bar, right. Barring like a, well, I guess there is one outcome. The usual once every ten years trip to the NFC Championship game, and then people's hearts getting ripped out. Yeah, so that's still wait, wait, that's, that's still fun. That run uh, is still fun. That's not fun. Oh come I'm, on, really? 
The, well, the run is fun, but like people getting their hearts ripped out for the umpteenth times it's in sports. the seventies. It's the chance you take falling in love. No excuses. No excuses this year. No, I, I agree, but I'm just saying, no matter how it ends, that's what love is all about. Heart ripped out, man. You, you can judge. You'd, you'd rather have loved and lost yes. than to never have loved at all. Is that what you're saying? If you feel the pain, it means you feel something, and that's better than a day not feeling anything. Who are you right now? <laughs> Part of what I love about sports is the is the pain and the fun of it. I feel like you've just been at Home Goods reading all of the yeah, like the wall art. You guys don't understand. I'm I'm a curmudgeon and can be a jackass, but I am a but I also am a a romantic when it comes to sports. When I am. When it comes to sports. When it comes to sports. When it comes to sports. Uh, screw life. But when it comes to sports, <laughs> I'm a romantic. Yeah, I think I think Judd's there's some I, I, I think I should Judd romanticize yeah. a little bit about I, race. I started yeah. crying when Ovechkin carried the cup around. I'm a sap. Mm-hmm. If the Vikings win a Super Bowl, I think a lot of a lot of grown oh, men are God, can gonna cry here in about six months. Also my goal. Also um, my goal to see that. Boys, it is trivia Tuesday here on Purple Daily, in which you guys team up against me to see if you can correctly answer this trivia question presented by Federated. Federated been helping business owners for over 100 years based in Owatonna. Find out how they can help your business at federatedinsurance.com. Give you peace of mind, risk management tools, full list of industries that Federated protects at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Okay. Just like it's the Vikings offensive line's business to protect Kirk Cousins. So this is the 10-year anniversary of one of the worst years in Vikings history, the Donovan McNabb implosion season. I think Declan gave us that one a week or two ago. Oh, no, Judd did a camp story on that last yeah. week. Yeah. Donovan McNabb, right? Burger King were coming. Hardys were coming. So um, in 2011, the Vikings had seven wide receivers catch a pass. I just want you guys to name four of the seven. Okay. I'm De- not going to make you name all seven. Okay, I don't Dex. think you can. Okay. Can you name four of the seven? All right, Dex, let's start. Michael Jenkins. We'll give you three incorrect guesses combined. Yep. Michael Jenkins is one. Bobby mm-hmm. Wade is one. Percy. Percy Harvin. Let me know Bobby when these Wade. are official guesses. Bobby Wade was gone by then. 2011? He wasn't on the Favre teams. He wasn't on... 2011? Yeah, no, no, no. You're probably right. Okay, so, yep, 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 yep. I was thinking. Jenkins, wait, Harvin. Wait, so, 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 okay. So wasn't a Drum Simpson year yet. Oh, I, I love so. Drum Simpson. Always signal for that first down, baby. 42 to 3 the back, Jerome Simpson. And, and the backflip. Uh, and the backflip. So these are, and these are wide receivers, right? These aren't all players. No, it's correct. Rece- these are wide receivers. Oh, it's wide. These receivers. are wide receivers. It's yep. wide receivers, yep, so it's not just guys. So I'm like, I'm not counting tight ends, tight not ends. counting running backs. Wide receivers. Okay. All right. So Percy Harvin, Michael Jenkins. Oh my God, this is a bad year. Are those official guesses? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Knock those those off. Those two. Okay. Final answer. Yeah. Both are correct. You need two more. I feel like we need two dings. Don't. Don't screw us out of Jennings. Jennings didn't come over until 2013. Um, uh, yeah, that, that was with when Ponder was starting. Yeah. Hold on. Who uh, was drafted in 2011? <laughs> this was around the time, and this is not oh. an answer. Kyle Rudolph was drafted. Jarius Wright. Time. Well, Rudolph is a tight end. He would right, not right, right. Jarius no, Wright, Wright was drafted in 2011. 
I don't think he had like a huge season, but I bet he caught a pass. I'm sure he did, yeah. Jarius Wright. Yep, Jarius Wright. Yeah, that's good. Wow. Dang it. F. Um, I'll double check just to make sure. But Yeah. So there's seven of them? Seven wide receivers? Hold, wait, wait, wait. Let, let's regroup here. Let, let's regroup. So this is so. So McNabb played, I think, in the first five games, and then Ponder took over in the Sunday night game at Chicago. Okay, so what godforsaken players were on? I'm trying to think of guys they had signed. Was oh my god! I can't believe I'm going to say this. Yeah, Devin Aroma should do. Was he? It was around this time because there was a ball. So there's a ball that Ponder threw, and I forget what year, if it was this year or the next year. It was actually one of his best passes, a deep ball into the end zone. And Aroma Shadu was covered, should have made the catch, and it went through his hands. Um, this might have been that season. Yeah. Let's do it. Devin Aroma Shadu. Aroma Shadu. Nice pull. Wow. All right. One more. Who caught Two the, incorrect guesses who to burn. Ca- who caught the touchdown pass against Antoine Winfield in the overtime mm-hmm. game in 2009 that cost the Vikings he home field that game. advantage. Yeah. Uh, Aroma Shadu. Right, so there's four left. You just need to name one of them is Barry- to win this challenge. Wait, wait, wait. When did Barry and when did Barry and was it Barry who said something about John Creasel that got him in trouble and eventually? Oh, that's right. I think that's um, right. And, right. So he signed in 08. He had his good year. Yeah. 09, he wasn't as effective. He was, he he was still, there in 10. I think he's. So, I think he's gone. But hold on a second. Wait, and so Jerome, so Jerome Simpson was starting at 12. He signed in the winter of 2011, and I don't know why I know this. I think he signed like on Christmas Day. In 2011, okay. I don't know, or like, or not Christmas Day, Actually, but he had the flip. I remember. Okay, I'm just, um, yeah, I just want to see if Declan's somehow right on that. He wasn't. He didn't sign on Christmas Day because that wouldn't make any sense because the season was still going on. But his, but his infamous flip into the end zone, I believe, was like okay. right around Christmas time. Okay, so okay. running around. So anyway, so so uh, was Barryan still there? In oh, I'm trying to remember if Barryan did Ponder throw to Barryan ever. <laughs> It's so this bad. This is hilarious. Just, this is such an obscure time in Viking history. And I'm going to remember them all because I covered them, but I, I don't. Yeah, there's only one name in here that I think you'll. There's only one in here that I. Like, you'll know the name, but it, it'll be like, oh, yeah, okay. that guy. But then I don't think. The other, ones are, the other ones, I think you'll. I mean, you'll definitely feel. So we have one wrong? We have one wrong. Yep, you have two incorrect guesses left. We just need one more of the four remaining guess, receivers that caught us to pass. Sure, let's just guess it. Bernard Barian. Bernard Barian. Yep. Darn. Yes. Okay. Bernard Barian caught he caught seven passes for ninety one yards. So this played is the in year, five games that this must year. be the year that he said something about Creasel. Did they cut him or did he just Well nobody got well I think it was I think that was the beginning of the final go around with him because he had just become such a jerk. Okay, so I've got the other three names here. Did you guys just want to? Sure. Is there, are there any names that you want to throw out just for fun that you were worried about burning a wrong guess on here, just to show off, uh, just to see if you're right? No. Oh wait. So, oh well. If Greg Childs hadn't blown out both knees, I think he he well, would have caught a pass. But, he, he, but got, he didn't, and that's why I was confused. Jarius Wright didn't. So he must have like been a practice squad player that year, or, or it was the, ne- or was he, or was he drafted the next year? It all runs together. Yeah. All right. I want to hear this. So, guys. yeah, just real quick on Jarius Wright. So, he came in, he caught 22 passes the next year. 
Okay. He was a 2012 right. fourth-round pick, oh, so he was drafted oh, yeah. the next year. Got it. He, yeah. And, yeah, he and Greg Childs were drafted. All right, so the other three guys are, and this is the one that you wouldn't, Stephen Burton was one oh, of yeah, them. No. I don't think you would have gotten him. Yep, no, I would not have. Greg Camarillo? Oh, dang oh, it. That's yeah. the guy that they got for Benny Zapp. Yeah, Benny From the, the Miami uh, yeah. Dolphins. Benny yeah, the and... How could you forget about the CFL guy, Emmanuel Arsenault? Who's still oh, tweeting man. up a storm now, but like he's cleaned up the act. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember his tweets? He had some toilet paper, like when you're in the back, like when she, when a girl about like, you yes. s- he like yes. stole the toilet paper from a girl who was trying to use his bathroom because he don't, he didn't want her, can't use my toilet like that. Yep. <laughs> he didn't want her what? doing her business. Something like that. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Wow. So nice job. Nice job, you guys. That is a Tuesday trivia here. And tomorrow is the first day of Vikings training camp. Judd Zolgad will be Juddly on the spot for us. So don't miss an episode this week. Be sure to check out later this week, Purple After Dark. We'll make it interactive. Have some fun. And, uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Write that down predictions as well tomorrow.